everyone. This is Melanie. And this is Savvy Mom. And welcome to episode 191 of the Savvy Girls podcast. Wow! Right? 191? Yeah, if we get to 200 ever, and now that we're doing this regularly, we will. We're going to have to do something special. Oh, oh, I'd better start thinking about that now. We'll do the whole thing in song. In rhyme. In song. We'll talk about Iambic it. Iambic pentameter. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. But today we are podcasting from Mom's cozy living room family room in St. Albert, Alberta. Yes, we are. And let's see, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. I was just in Australia. Yes. And um, I have all this singing news to talk about. And Savvy Mom, you've been crocheting. I have been. And you didn't even say that with a scorny look on your face. A scorny look. Well, sit back. (laughs) Tuck your scorny look away with your knitting sticks because it's crochet time. (laughs) And enjoy the show. Show, tell them to enjoy it. It's about crochet. You need to tell them. <laughs> tell them. Enjoy the show, folks. And I say, hey, hey, it's just an ordinary day. And it's all your state of mind. At the end of the day, you just got to say it's all right. Hey, Mom. Hi, honey. Here we are podcasting. We are. Welcome home. I'm back from your travels, your oh. worldwide travels. I am so tired, Mom. How tired are you? <laughs> well, actually, I just had my second coffee of the. Mom was nice enough to get me coffee, and I didn't used to drink coffee, but now I do. So I'm actually doing okay. So, in other words, you're wired right now. Just enough. <laughs> and we're podcasting. We are. So uh, should we talk about my trip first? or should Why don't you talk about... about your trip first? All right, guys. So I was in Australia, and I was there for the Adelaide Fringe. This was a festival I had never thought of doing, just because Adelaide is incredibly far away, and it's expensive to be there and to get there. And what I thought, because Edinburgh Fringe, again, it's expensive to get there, expensive to be there. But I get booked for theaters all over the world. So for me, it's always been worth doing. And I didn't realize bookers actually come to the Adelaide Fringe. They do. And that my shows would go over so well, to be honest. How many shows did you do there? I did three different shows. So what happened actually is Emma, this wonderful booker with the company Emma Knight's Productions, she came to see me perform in Edinburgh. And this is why I love Scotland and I love the festival there. And I'm just as they say, shattered that I'm not doing it this summer. Oh, everyone's going. Anyway, she came to see the show and she offered to produce me in Australia. It was a great way to come to the festival risk-free for me. And, you know, I was really hoping that the shows would do well enough so she would be happy about it and and on all that. And they and did. How did they do? They did really well. They did. Which shows did you do there? So I did Opera Mouse there. And at the, at the last minute, there was actually a change of venue. And this is why it was so wonderful having someone producing me because something went wrong with the original venue. And she managed to find in the middle of this festival, alternate, really good venues for all of my shows. Which That's fantastic. Which also let me sing in a bunch of different venues. So for next year, when we do this again, I guess I know which venues the shows were well in and I saw parts of the city that I didn't expect to see as far as venues so it was really good so I did Opera Mouse there and just as usual as at festivals um, the kids audiences are a bit exhausting but Opera Mouse it did really well it won the weekly best kids show award Hurrah! I know hundreds there's so many kids shows there and it won 
it won one of the major awards. They give five awards out throughout the festival for kids shows, and it won one of them. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty pleased about that. When you say it's a large festival, how large is it? There's almost 2,000 shows. Whoa! I know. So, I mean, this was pretty amazing, actually. I won a bottle of wine, which I gave to Emma, and a certificate, which I kept. Oh, fantastic. And I also did Stitch in Time, so I did the knitting show, and I did that. It did really well. It got five stars, actually. And a great review. Wonderful review. And it got these amazing audiences. There was a knitting, I think it was called the Hand Knitters Guild, from Adelaide Hills Hand Knitters Guild. It came out, and everyone brought their knitting, and I have an interview from someone who came, who was one of the knitters, and it just shows you knitters are the same around the entire world. That's all I'm going to say. Knitters are are the same. And she brought you a present, didn't she? She knit me a kangaroo named Hoppy. 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 (laughs) And he's a giant knitted kangaroo. And I had figured out the space in my suitcase. Yes. Without an inch to spare. But Hoppy made it back because I know he's so cute. He's so colorful. And big. He's pretty big. And he's just, it's amazing. I love that it, actually, a few knitters gave me different gifts. There, uh, one knitter gave me a knitted Easter egg. And another knitter gave me a a star-shaped knitted washcloth. And then there's Hoppy. So I got presents. (laughs) And the third show that I did was Piaf and Brel. And that got two five star reviews, and it sold out. So that's fantastic! Really well. Congratulations! Thanks. I'm really pleased about how that went, but Lots I was so tired. Quotes. Lots of good pull quotes. Some amazing pull quotes, yeah. and from some really reputable, some big name newspapers and magazines. So Why don't you explain well. what a pull quote is? A pull quote is the few words to a sentence you take out of a review and you put it on your poster. You pull them out. You pull them out, and. I know some, I have seen people take something that says, you know, fantastically awful and just put fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) So people can get a little creative with pull quotes, but these were legitimately good pull quotes. And you don't have to get creative because you've got so many. I do. I I do have a lot. Wonderful reviews. When I think that I have no friends, I can just read my pull quotes at night alone. Don't be silly. Anyway. So I did that, and I actually met someone who had a tame sparrow, another sparrow owner, Sarah. And is this Jack the Sparrow? Yes, there are a few Jack the Sparrows in the world. I'm on a, I'm on a Facebook group for sparrow owners. Jack Sparrow, get it? Yes, okay. but she's a girl. Yes. Well, and I had, been, I had been friends with Jack the Sparrow's owner for a while online, for two years online, and I got to meet Jack and have a play date with Jack, and we drove around. Well, Jack didn't, but Jack's <laughs> owner, Sarah, drove me around, and I saw kangaroos just hanging out in the wild, and a beach, and fruit chocks, which is a fruit chocolate thing, and Australia is really cool. I've just, all I saw was really around Adelaide, but it was, it was really neat. How long did it take you to get there from where you were? Where were you when you left? So I was in England. Yes. And I was that idiot who thought that England was halfway to Australia. And everyone in Australia laughed. I I know. Really? You too? Really? Yes. I thought it was half. It's halfway to everywhere. It's halfway to. Oh, my. Oh, my. I had never thought about it. Clearly. You didn't stop me when I said, I'm going to get some concerts in England on the way to Australia. On the way. 
to, to you, Australia. You have you have had some very interesting roads. Had I known, travels. I would have yes. come back here and flown from here because it would have been faster to go to England, come back, do my laundry, and then <laughs> go on. Uh, it took a while. It took 22 hours from England with a stop in Dubai. I got to try some different airlines, so that was something. I was on, I wasn't on Qantas, I was on Emirates and something else. I don't remember now. Maybe it was Qantas and Emirates, I think. Yes. At Emirates, there was leg room. It was amazing. And a lot of movies. And the food was good. And they gave us ice cream. And there was a snack pantry. So that was nice. And Dubai, there wasn't time to leave the airport. But there was time to get a pizza and call Deborah and chat with her. And I forgot to also say, I, I actually performed also with the Best of Fringe Cabaret a few times. So that was wonderful. Also nice. So I was in Australia just over a week. That's all. It was it was short. I thought it would be longer, but it turned out it, it was shorter than anticipated. And I came back here. Yay! But my flight back here was supposed to take 18 hours and go via Vancouver. And instead it took 43 and went via LA. So because of the, the airline crashes and the grounding of all the planes, my flight uh, to Adelaide to Brisbane was fine. But then I got stranded in Brisbane for a long time time and it was frustrating you yes. were exhausted when you came i had traveled for over 40 hours and i didn't have any knitting with me that was australia i am going back next year i've already planned to do it i'm going to probably go to perth also and probably do some other performances around melbourne i'm hoping if i if they get booked i have a sort of a plan so so much for settling down which was my other plan so yes it's seems that I'm probably going back and I have talked for almost 10 minutes about Adelaide. So should we, should we play the interviews? Why don't you do that? So the first interview I'm going to do is, is with a bird. <laughs> Colette, shush, we're podcasting. She noticed I was here. She noticed that I am here. So Colette and my mom have been having issues. I don't have any issues. Colette just looks at me and starts screaming. She'll fly across the room and yell at me. She just did that. She just did that. Anyway, she's going through a rough time right now because she it's spring and her loins. I don't think sparrows have loins. Her sparrow loins are... The hormones are raging. Yeah, she's a little hormonal right now. I'm sure her feelings are valid. Anyway, so the first interview. The first interview is with it is with a knitter, the knitter who gave me hoppy, and the sound quality isn't great, but it's such a cool interview, I just, I'm playing it anyway. Who are you? My name's Margaret, I live in Adelaide, in the hills. In the hills, and you're wearing so much knitting, so what are you wearing? I'm wearing a coat uh, from a pattern by Kate Bassett, who's an American from California. I'm, I'm wearing the uh, Tom Baker Doctor Who scarf, which was the original one, and on my head I'm wearing a hat with a rabbit coming out of it. And this is your fifth hat. I watched you change hats throughout the show. They all wanted to come and see you, and they all said please take us with you, and I said, I can only take one. They said, no, please. So I bought a one. I love them. What was the second last one? Were those balls of yarn on them? I couldn't figure it out. Washing on. Oh, I think so. There was a washing line. Uh, Washing line? Yeah, they had washing on it, yes. I love washing, too. 
washing online, so beautiful mm-hmm. art. And then there was one, I forget, I couldn't, I missed the third one. Let's go down. Okay. Let's go down. I know, thank you. Open the paper today, and there she is. She was only one day off the aeroplane, and she got a five star review. <laughs> I found I'm interviewing and I found a knitter. She's showing us her hats. Oh, there you go. Check it out. I'm going awesome. down the TARDIS. Okay. I'm going down the TARDIS. All right. Oh, beautiful. Oh, because your bag is bigger on the inside. I get it. Okay. That's got a fox on and a badger and all the things from the English countryside. And, oh, and those are flowers, right? I get fox gloves. That's the sheep. The sheep, right. You had a sheep hat at the beginning. When I came in, I was wearing a sheep. Showing the sheep. This is the washing line. That's amazing. It is, it is a washing line with clothes on it. This is got um, a daffodil on it and it represents uh, the cancer council. Oh. We have the biggest morning teas. Those are a lot of hats. I'm very I'm very impressed with your hats. And that's my mug. Oh, you brought a knitting mug and it, it says just one more row and there's a sheep. <laughs> that's amazing. I love it. So why why do you knit? Why What made you start loving knitting? Well, uh, it goes back... It goes back to after World War II, when I was a small child, and I was born in 1942, and my grandmother, I lived with my grandmother, and um, well, she, she, we had no war, we had no clothes. It was after the war in London, we'd had the blitz, and she used to unpick woolies, and I used to help her, and we used to steam the balls of war to get the kinks out, and so it goes back to my grandmother, she taught me to knit. Wow, wow. And then you moved to Australia. Then I married that man there and my husband and moved to Australia. And And then it a kangaroo. Ah, now this is not just any kangaroo. This is Hoppy. And Hoppy was knitted by, well, not this one, but his brother, was knitted by Julia Gillard, our first female prime minister and she knitted it as a gift for Prince William when he was born. Her um, kangaroo was in brown balls but I thought as we were at the fringe I would knit a gay little kangaroo and you saw me knitting throughout. I knitted a scarf so I knitted Hoppy a scarf. Now there's a reason for that. He doesn't really need it in Australia because it's too warm, but he's going to a cold country. Where is he going? He's going to Canada. Are you, you. Are you, are you sure? Oh my gosh, I love him. Are you sure? My darling, us knitters stick together. I love him so much. Thank you. And he said he wants to see the world. Oh. But I haven't really met anybody before who I could trust him with. Well, if you, I can, if you give me your email address, I can send you pictures of him traveling the world. Okay, I will absolutely send you pictures. We're going to have all sorts of adventures. Oh, he'd be like one of those traveling gnomes. Exactly. Except he's a kangaroo. Oh, okay, yes. Oh, well, thank you so much. I told you that. 
was more to the story That's when you first spoke to me, didn't I? Well, thank you. No, thank you, my dear, for giving me so much pleasure this afternoon. Oh. I think it's absolutely lovely, and I love the fringe because it's so diverse and you just don't know what's going to come. It's true. But it's always good. Oh, well, thank you. I love your hats <laughs> and this kangaroo. So here I am with not a knitter, but you have a sparrow. That's right. And I'm not saying I mostly came to Australia to see your bird. But... I did. <laughs> yes, and you nearly ate her. <laughs> she was delicious. She tasted like noodles and popcorn. So um, you don't knit, but your parents knit. That's correct. What do they knit? Um, beanies and uh, knee rugs and all kinds of things. Jumpers and... And just so people think that I'm not as crazy as they think I am, tell me about your bird. What's it like to have a... Tell me about your... Tell me about Jack. Jack is the smallest animal in the house, but is the biggest personality, and we all love her very, very much. And who's the boss in your household? Jack. Jack, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Very much so. And what is the naughtiest thing he's ever... She, I'm sorry, the naughtiest thing she has ever done? Um... Well, she liked to drop things on the cats from off the table. And, like uh, poop things? Or? Oh, well, she had a set of little headphones that she dropped on the cat, and the cat was wondering what fell on her and how. <laughs> um, I can't think of... She just gets up to all kinds of things. She likes ripping up tissues from the tissue box and flying around the house with it, making her own little nest. And will she let you eat without her? No, she does not let you eat alone. And she'll let you know that that's her food. And she also will call out if she hears the fridge, the fridge door open. And what's your, what is that, what's the thing you made for her? Was it cordial? Squash? The drink? Oh, what is that? Lemon cordial. That was her favourite drink. That and chocolate milk. <laughs> so cute. So just so you know, people, I'm not crazy. That's all. I just, well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. The second interview is with some circus people that I met there. They had a circus show, and not only that, it was knitting-themed. A knitting-themed circus it show. It was amazing. For Okay, for me, the best part about being in Adelaide is I got to hang out with clowns and magicians and and acrobats. It felt like joining the circus. I, If you think about it, who gets to run away and join the circus anymore? It's not like 1922, but it felt like I got to. These so, are your carny friends. It was amazing. So this is an interview with some... Just, I think they won the overall award for best circus at the festival. They deserve it. It was a wonderful show. If you ever hear about them performing in your area, it is worth catching. And they're knitters. So here I am in Adelaide, Australia, and I'm with a knitting acrobat. So who are you? What do you do? My name is Spencer Inwood, and I'm one third of a brand new circus company called A Good Catch. And we're in Adelaide at the moment performing our first full-length production of Casting Off. And your poster is amazing. What makes your group of three so special and different? Uh, The thing that we really love about our work specifically is that the three of us are of different generations. So I'm 30, one of the other artists is 42, and the third is nearly 60. She's 59, so she'll be 60 in November. And the three of us have known each other for quite some time. Uh, and we've been working in and around each other in different spaces and different places as well. And uh, in the last sort of four or five years, we've been working quite closely together. And in the last two or three years, we decided that we wanted to make some work together. So we decided to make this show. Yeah. I love it. I love that you all can do something I absolutely cannot do ever, ever. And because not only do you do acrobats, but you know, you do fairy tales. It's a presentation, right? 
Yeah, so the thing that we, we made the show initially for uh, an experimental circus festival, which is uh, something that runs in Melbourne uh, every year at the moment, and it's called the Sight Salt Festival. And it specifically focuses on kind of experimenting with the art form of circus. And so when we first found out about it, we decided to do an actual experiment. So we removed all of the soundtrack and the music from the work and we use our own voices vocally and acoustically throughout the whole show from start to finish. And so when we were looking at how to fill the space with our voices and looking for texts and ways to kind of change the rhythm of the show... Uh, we kind of looked at all sorts of different texts, so like nursery rhymes and biographies and lists and song and um, just random noise making. <laughs> and so in the show it kind of travels through a bunch of that and we see different versions of kind of our voices throughout the whole show. And had you always planned to run away and join the circus? Me specifically? Well, I have been doing circus since I was seven years old. I, <laughs> my family and I used to live in a town in uh, a city in Australia called Canberra. And when I'd started school there and I'd made all my friends and I didn't really want to leave. But my parents had bought a business in a small country town called Aubrey Wodonga, which is um, on the border of Victoria and New South Wales, for those that don't <laughs> know much about Australia. Um, and I didn't want to go. And I told my parents that I was going to tell my best friend that they died and I had to live with her. <laughs> That's not dramatic at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and uh, my mother at the time well, had said, look, if you come with us, you can join a circus. And as a seven-year-old, that was a pretty sweet deal. So I went along with them, <laughs> obviously. And I joined a company called the Flying Fruit Fly Circus, which is a children's circus in Auckland, Wodonga. But they travel internationally and nationally, and so... Uh, I was performer, a performer and uh, trained there for 10 years with them. And when I graduated high school, I decided to do it professionally as well. Well, because, I mean, as people know, I went to opera school. So for me, this is amazing. You know, it's, it's to watch jugglers. And it, it's, it is like running away and joining the circus. And it's so much fun. But there's something even more special because this is a knitting podcast. And you, I assume, are a knitter. Correct. <laughs> I am a knitter. Yes. How did it start? So I actually taught myself to knit when I was quite unwell. So when I was about 21, I was diagnosed with chronic fatigue. That's hard. And uh, yeah, and what I was struggling with was uh, finding a creative outlet that wasn't demanding on my body. And so I started knitting. I taught myself sort of via YouTube, which my mother's kind of a bit disappointed about that I didn't ask her how to <laughs> how to learn things. But at least stop saying she died. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> you know, I was too. I needed needed information quicker, so I went to the YouTube. And um, yeah, and my. My first major project I made, uh, I don't know if any of you know a woman called Jenny Key. She's an Australian designer from the 80s, and she makes all of these incredible, really out there kind of fair isle patterns. And I managed to get my hands on one of her books, and I made a massive, a very, very large jumper dress with black and white wool was one of my first... Your first project. One of my first projects. I've I never just, done Fair Isle. It looks really hard. It's really hard. <laughs> I just I just had to. I, had to have, I just needed something that was going to be really challenging to begin with. I'd made, like, a, a, I think I made an affinity scarf, and then I went, all right, let's, let's try something really out there. And um, 
it was a really fun project, so yeah, I've kind of fallen in love with it. But not only that, you knitted your costume, and not just yours, all three of you, they're all wearing knitted costumes, which is amazing. Yeah, so when we were first looking at how to costume ourselves for the show, we didn't, when, it's not really necessarily our strong suit, we would say, and so we were umming and ahhing, and we really didn't want to kind of go down the usual track of leotards for, for the costuming, or... You know, we kind of, and there's been a real wave of like non costume costumes in circus, and we kind of didn't want to do that either. What, are, what, what would those be? I don't even so know. So it's sort of like streetwear or um, people kind of in their training clothes that are a little bit fancier so that they kind of look like costumes, but. Yeah, so there's been a real trend of sort of all just wearing underwear or, you know, like it's... So we kind of were trying to find something that was a little bit different. And at the time I was actually teaching one of my other um, co-workers how to knit at the time. And she was she was like, let's knit them. <laughs> and I was like, you mean let me knit them? <laughs> but no, she found this great um, pattern, this great um, like a roller skating short pattern. And we modified the pattern from a uh, like a four millimeter needle, uh, which I think is like a six in American needles. Yeah, size six. Um, yeah, size six needle pattern, and then uh, actually then expanded it. So I knitted them on like um, ten millimeter needles. Yeah, right. And because the wool, uh, the shorts are actually made out of recycled t-shirt material, which is awesome. Oh. And then the tops are all kind of a mixture of the recycled t-shirt and also like a. A multicolored wool, basically, and they stretch. Yes. You can move in them. You can move in them, and they've been pretty durable, actually. We've been very pleased with how they've gone. We've all got two each. I was going to ask. That was the next question. <laughs> how many did you knit? Yeah. I ended up. I originally only made us one oh, set, and then when yeah. we were coming to do our um, se- season in Edinburgh, we decided that we we're probably going to need more than one each for washing days. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so we all have two each. That's wonderful. And I was looking you guys up. You've done really well. People love your show. Yeah. I mean, it really, it's it's really done very well. Your poster image is very good. I mean, there's, so, there's a thousand shows here, and, and it's the poster image is one of the ones you do oh, notice. Amazing. So, yeah, Thank you very, very much. Good. Well, Sharon, one of our, is the one that made it, actually. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. so where are you next? Like, where, if people want to see you, because there are listeners in Australia and definitely in Scotland. and So where, where are you going next? At the moment, we don't have anything booked in, but we're in, hopefully going to be taking the show to New Zealand at the end of the year. We'll see. Fingers crossed for that one. Um, but at the moment, we kind of, yeah, nothing's really locked in. We're talking about trying to get to Europe in 2020. It's expensive um, with three people, though. I mean, it is a lot. Yeah. 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 But we'll see. We'll see how we go. And the beautiful webpage, right? People can we follow do. you. You can find us on Facebook at A Good Catch Circus. And we also have an Instagram handle as well at the same thing. So at A Good Catch Circus at Instagram as well. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And what advice would you give to people who want to be in the circus? I mean, what, what <laughs> well, little girls who um, want to run away and join the circus? Just enjoy it. Have fun. Make sure you train lots. And, yeah, you never know. So, Mum. Yes? It's your turn. It's my turn. People rather hear you anyway. No, they don't. It's okay. I haven't been doing any knitting. You've been? No, I can't mention it or you're just going to stand up and leave the room. You've that happened once, and I was tired. You walked out mid-sentence. You asked me a question. I started answering it. You got up. You walked out of the room while I was mid-sentence. I didn't think you'd notice. I noticed. <laughs> you were crocheting. 
I was indeed crocheting, and I was talking about a difficulty that I was having, and... Can we... All the listeners will promise to not leave. <laughs> all I'm right. not worried about the listeners. <laughs> the bird says, to go on, please. So... I haven't been doing an awful lot of crafting in the past few months, but I decided that I would join a block a week crochet along that is being run by an, a wonderful crochet designer. Her name is Julianne Yeager and her Ravelry name is Julie Yeager. That's Y-E-A-G-E-R. Or Giuliani, I could check that. In any case, so she's running a block a week crochet along, and I think it's going to go something like 48 weeks or not quite the full, a full year. She is designing some of the blocks, and she has guest designers. Uh, the nice thing about doing a crochet along is if you come to a part in the instructions that seem a little difficult or you're not sure quite what the designer meant there's a thread that runs for each of the blocks you write in somebody answers your question or the designer answers the question you get to try new techniques and learn new stitches and commiserate with other people who are part of the community i've done a number of julianne yeager's other blocks. I think I've spoken about the uh, stained glass square that she designed and I've done a whole blanket out of that. I just am a little stuck on the border that I wanted to do for it. So that I've put aside and we're up to week 12 now and I am just starting. I've done eight squares there were two squares for week four, a more difficult one and a medium difficulty one. And I did both of those. So I've done eight squares and I'm starting uh, planning the colors, um, the order of the colors, the square for week eight. So that's where I am. A little bit behind, but then nobody's judging. So that's the crocheting that I'm doing right now. Bad. <clears throat> this is the bird. Would you like to talk about knitting? Would you like to talk about crochet? She's gonna yawn. She's so tired. Would you like to yell at me? <laughs> so it sounds. You had an issue with one of the squares. Here, bird. Shush, shush, shush. I'm not gonna leave if you talk about it. Uh, the square is finished. I'm on to the next one. It was too big. Mom fixed it. She's a hero. You're done. I'm still here. You're still yes, I know. That's because I finished talking about crocheting right now, and I'm about to talk about something knitting related. Oh, oh, great. Okay. So my swap edition partner sent me a fantastic parcel it, months ago. Months ago, and I can't even remember if I posted anything. Uh, Melanie, you were supposed to put up pictures, but I don't know if they worked. Oh, did you put I put them up? But I, I did. I went to check recently, 
And I don't think they were, it worked. So you Ooh. might have to do it again. Okay. I'll add because, it to the very short list of to do things. That yes. I have to do. The million things that you have no to problem. do. Because I didn't take no, the pictures. You took the pictures. That's fine. I'll get it done. So my swap petition partner was Cibola. Hi, Cibola. I loved your parcel. One thing that you did, Cibola, I'm probably saying your name wrong. Cibola, Cibola, Cibola. <laughs> She made me a number of things using a technique called double knitting, where the pattern shows in reverse colors. Like the bird thing. On. Like the bird. The different sides. Yes. She knit mom bird coasters. coasters. They're too pretty to use. They're, they're we beautiful. Used them. But I keep them on the table they're because so I like pretty. to look at them. There was a, a bookmark. There was. What oh, were the spices? The spices. Spices. I mean, we still have them. They're it was delicious. Wonderful. Just, Yay. just a wonderful, wonderful parcel. And it got me thinking that, you know, there are certain techniques in crocheting or in knitting that sometimes you don't actually, like you can look at it and say, oh, that's nice. I can never do it. So I decided that I would give myself a challenge Ooh. and... I would like to challenge other listeners to try something that try something that you wouldn't think of trying. Like for me, knitting lace is really would is really hard. I've done the odd thing, but nothing nearly as complicated as what Savvy Girl Deborah or Savvy Girl Melanie have have done. They've done incredible lace knitting. I do all kinds of things with the crocheting squares and uh, with Passover coming up, I will be pulling out my knit, that's actually knit, not crocheted, but my knit Passover plate with all of the different symbolic foods on that and that's something I knit. But after getting Sibylla's wonderful parcel, I have decided that sometime in the next couple of months I am going to try double knitting because she has inspired me to try it. That's fantastic. So, and I Yay. would like to challenge other people to see if you can try something new to stretch your creative juices. Expand your creativity into something that you think you can't do, but I bet if you try, you can. You need a catchy name. How about Savvy Mom? For the challenge. Oh, no. You come up with something. I don't know. By the next episode, you'll think okay. of one. Melanie will think of one. So that's my... I think it's a great idea. That's my challenge. Great. That's a good challenge. Okay. I, I'm going to be making a shawl, but aside from that, I will try to challenge myself. See what you yeah. can do. Mm. Moving on. This summer I'm touring. This is getting pretty long, but this summer, this summer I am touring, I thought briefly just because it's coming up, it's coming up beginning of May, I would talk about briefly where I'm going and I'll talk about it more later, but if you happen to be in those places or know anyone in those places, I'm going to fill the theaters. You know, I have all these seats, I'm going to fill them, it's a good show, I hope, because I haven't memorized it yet, but it will be a good show and I, I'm really, really proud of it and I want to fill the theaters, it's a bigger tour than usual, so... Okay, I am starting in Tampa, Florida, Orlando, Florida, London, Ontario, Montreal, Quebec, then Ottawa, Ontario, then Regina, 
Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Calgary, Alberta, Edmonton, Alberta, and then Victoria, BC. So far, there might be a couple more added on. That's a huge number of fringe festivals. Yeah, it is a big number of festivals. And I most in most of them, I'm going to be doing the new show about Deanna Durbin. So I'll talk about that more next time. And that is coming up. We bought a costume. Oh, that was fun. Maybe you'll tell about it. So Melanie wanted a costume that was from the era, uh, from Deanna Durbin's era. And she discovered there was a vintage clothing store. That's not what happened. I went to the woman who made my costume last year and I said, so I'm thinking of having a costume made. And she said, you know what? Here's a vintage store. Maybe you should just go there. (laughs) Ouch. Anyway, we went there and it was a wonderful shop, an independent dress store. And uh, Melanie tried on, oh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten different dresses. I want them all. And looked so cute in them. And one of the dresses is absolutely perfect. It's costumey. It's a costume without looking costumey. Yeah, but it's, it's clearly class- a costume yep, and not a dress. It's well, it is a dress, but it's classy looking and is perfect for your show. I'm really, really excited. I, I'm debating getting a second one, ordering maybe a second one online just to keep it keep it clean and keep it, it new looking because of the number of performances. It wasn't cheap, but it's more expensive to get a costume made. So, yeah. yeah. And it may or may not need to be shortened and you need a pretty string of pearls to go around your neck. And to figure out something with my hair, I'm still debating cutting it. I mean, I have to cut it. It's a mess. But I'm debating cutting it shorter than usual. Yeah, so that's that's what's going on with that. Very exciting. And my CD is finished. Finally, finally. It is done. It's printed. I have all the physical copies. So anyone who ordered one in advance, I will be sending that out in the next week or so. Or when I'm in the States, I'll, for the American ones, I'll wait till I'm in the States because it'll get you faster. And digitally, it's coming out on April 10th, so it'll be all over the internet on iTunes and Amazon and my webpage. It's already available on my webpage for pre-order, melaniegall.com, but it is available elsewhere on the internet. So that is finally done. It's called Highway Rhapsody. I am so proud of the CD. It's been over, it's been two and a half years. It's to make. wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. It's an eclectic mix of I love all it. the songs, songs that Melanie loves and... Each one is from a different genre. I mean, they're wonderful. Yes, I love the CD. However, since I'm touring a show about Deanna Durbin, I need to quickly put together a CD with her music. That's what's actually going to sell probably more this summer. But I, I'm really proud of this new CD, so I will talk more about that next show, too. So, Mom, it's mostly been me. Can you just talk? say I something? I talked. Talk more. I talked about crocheting okay, and knitting Talk about and Deborah's challenge. babies. They just visited. Oh they were in town when I was gosh. in town. Those little sweethearts. Well, they love the bird. Oh, they love the bird. And since they can't whistle or chirp or cheep, the little girls... Scream. Yeah, scream. We were on FaceTime yesterday, and they wanted to see the bird, so they looked at me, they went, bird, bird. <laughs> but... Yes, thank you, bird. (laughs) In a very, very, very high-pitched squeal that I can't replicate. No adult could replicate that sound unless they're getting eaten by a lion or something. 
but they do it with their lips pursed as if they're whistling. It's so cute. Um, And they love you. They love me. They love you. Well, everybody does. I mean, children and animals. (laughs) I'm just saying, that's about it. They're just wonderful, wonderful little people. They are genetically identical twins, and yet... I mean, they're two independent people and have their own personalities, and it's marvelous. It's just so exciting. Yay! Love spending time with them. And one day you're going to teach them to... Crochet. Crochet! Or knit. But crochet! It's a good ending. Well, my grandmother taught me to crochet, so I would be delighted to teach them to crochet. But first they need to not eat the wool. Yes. Yes. And it's sweet, it's a ding-dong treat Knitting socks for little feet Just knitting with your knitting all day long You know, knitting's friendly and knitting's fun Knitting's good for everyone And that is why we sing this knitting song With knit one pearl two What's a knitter gonna do with a gold darn ball of yarn And stitch three drop four Pitch that knitting out the door You've been listening to episode 191 of the Savvy Girls Podcast. If you'd like to reach us, you could come visit Savvy Mom. Right, Mom? Absolutely. So show up at her doorstep. Just let me know uh, you're coming, and I'll send you her address and maybe her banking details. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> and we are online. Savvy Girls Pcast on Twitter. Savvy Girls Podcast on Facebook. I am online under Melanie Gall on Facebook. Uh, so Melanie Gall Presents is my professional page on Facebook. Also, I'm Melanie Presents. Melanie Presents. Also, I like presents. Melanie Presents. She really does like presents. Right? I didn't realize it said presents till I made this account, but Melanie Presents <laughs> on, on Instagram and on Twitter. So much social media. Anyway, yes, you can always email me at melanie at savvygirls.ca or deborah at savvygirls.ca. Meanwhile, we have another episode coming up, and there are some very scintillating things to talk about. Whoa, scintillating. I can't wait. Oh, I bet you can. Oh, so, dear. Until next time. Tend to your knitting, kitten.